Welcome back to another episode of See, See Me, Me After, After Class. Class. I'm Mr. L. I'm Mrs. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. And then I thought about it. If I was listening to this podcast, I'd be like, wait, did it just freeze? <laughs> did, did I mistakenly pause it? Mrs. I have a question for you. I have an answer. Let's see if it matches. Yet again. <clears throat> have you ever been called an overachiever? Honestly, <laughs> no. What? No? I don't think so. I think I've been called a perfectionist. I don't think I've ever been called an overachiever, which must mean I'm not meeting everybody's standards. So, <laughs> well, going well. Yeah. Yes, and. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, what about uh, or that you do too much? How about oh, that? Oh yeah, I've gotten that. Like I do too much, <laughs> just in general. Personality-wise, you could all argue. Okay. well i have been uh i've been told that plenty of times the first oh yeah i think i said it all the time (laughs) the 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 overachiever part yeah the the do too much (laughs) part the overachiever part the do too much part and honestly honestly Honestly. i'm okay with it i'm okay with it own it lean into it (laughs) accountability miss s (laughs) this podcast is for teachers Sure is. Has been, will be, will continue to be. I'm going to be very ecstatic when we hit our 100th episode. We're not there yet. Just, Are we close? There's a little no, bit. We're not. I kind of figured we're not. We're more than halfway there. You know what? I'm a math teacher. We're three quarters there. Three quarters, right? Okay. Yes. I can work with that. 75 <laughs> cents. Can't get much with that, but I mean, we're on our way. It, <laughs> this podcast is for teachers yet again. It leans more towards middle and high school teachers, although we will never forget about our elementary school teachers. Absolutely not those angels. Because they won't let us. <laughs> and I'm sorry that I emphasized the t in the let us, but that's okay. Miss S, no for real. No one's ever told you you're an overachiever. I mean, maybe not to my face. I hope that I have you know a talk of group chats, and I feel that, like that might be it. Now we're back to one because that makes more sense, and a whole bunch of things just started making sense to me. Clicking. It's clicking now. The year is almost halfway done. Oh, almost. I thought we were talking about the school year. No. But well, yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of. Yes, yeah, yes. yes. The school year. Okay. The school year. That's yes. what I meant. <clears throat> but I'm looking at a lot of big hurdles to get through. (laughs) In that time, and in the future as well, we do a lot of things. Question mark? Yeah, I I feel it. No, yeah, I'm exhausted. (laughs) I'm exhausted. (laughs) Among those things that we do, there's so many of them. You know what, Miss S? There are still things that we aren't and still don't do. I close your mouth because I know you're all like, what? How's that possible? Our disclaimer. <clears throat> we are not members of parliament. Okay. I, I took, yep. Yep. We are going to that. <laughs> got it. Cool. I took it. So, I took um, it international. I took it international. That's right. On the opposite end of that spectrum, we're not restaurant hostesses. So there you go. You know, well, I would be a restaurant host, but I, I would could, be really could, good at it. Yes, right? Okay, I would be really I good at it. I think anybody in education would. You're doing a, a public service job too, just with <laughs> kids. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it in this realm. We are also not are. parliamentary assistants. Uh, okay. Wouldn't it be, it just would be, it would be something. One, to be a member of parliament. Two, to be 
a member of parliament's assistant or secretary. Or, I don't know. You know. It sounds like a lot of copies. <laughs> what, didn't imagine they go... you print like all of them wrong. Oh, but didn't they go green or, or something? Okay, so you sure. send the wrong email. Yeah, okay. sure. It's not the, <laughs> okay, you're right. One. And um, we're also not food truck owners. I tried to keep to a theme too. What would your I don't cook. What would your truck be called? Oh, sorry. I don't cook. So, moving on. (laughs) You know what? Fine. We are also not principals, secretaries, custodians, nurses, librarians, um, uh, child nutrition aides, liaisons. Principal secretaries, reg mm-hmm. ooh, registrars are super. Not that the others Such aren't important. A I just craft that they do. No, but I, I mean, walked in there one time and saw all the spreadsheets and all the things. I said, and I'm walking out. <laughs> and she, she, and she knew ex- he or she knows exactly whatever it is that they're doing on those oh, spreadsheets. Yeah. All of them. And don't mess it up for them. We are teachers in the classroom teaching students to physically teaching students to the best of our abilities. <clears throat> Today's topic, again, you are going in blind. I, I always do. Yes, I like to keep to that. Data conversations. I thought you were going to say dating. <laughs> I'm about to get no. very excited. <laughs> I hope a data conversations instills some other sort of emotion. You know what? What do you think about when you hear the word data, Ms. S? Um, I think I can answer that in two ways, right? My first year, I literally didn't care. I said, I don't know what that means. <laughs> So it was, it was irrelevant to legit, me. Legit, legit, Had legit. no idea what that meant. Now it's exciting. I think it's like a data is a chess game to me. It's about kind of like how Ooh. do you want to play it out? Is it, what is it? Battleship. Is it Battleship? Well, we don't want people to think it's oh, dying. I mean, I mean, dying. No, no, I just mean no we're, attacking, we're attacking the discrepancies. It's strategic. Yeah, it's all we're, strategy. I think data is strategy. We're attacking the misconceptions. That's what I mean. <laughs> oh, my. Get out of here, corny. Miss S. Should <laughs> data be a teacher's number one priority? Question mark. Uh, yeah, if you want students to learn. If you're just there to hang out, sure. I mean, you know what? I'll say it. That's, that's I'll what, say it. <laughs> we're here to answer these tough, <laughs> these tough questions. We're here to answer these tough questions, to be honest. Controversial topics. I don't think, in my humble opinion, it should be number one. It should be at the top, though. Question, question mark? Yeah, I've sure, right? Like, Because you could argue relationships come first, which it, I think that it's also yes, pedagogy yes. of you as a person. I think that some people are just naturally numbers-focused, and then the relationship piece is the lift for them. And then it's vice versa for others, where the relationships come super natural for teachers, and the data is the lift. That was me my first year, right? Like moving now into multiple years of teaching, I'm almost the opposite now where I'm like, my lift is the relationships, not so much with my students, but with right, right. my colleagues, right? Like with the adults in the building. But yeah, I think that it's, it should not, it's okay if you're like, Ooh, I really don't see it as ever being my number one. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Which is valid. As long as it's not your, your last one, I would push that that's almost inappropriate pedagogy. I'm going to challenge those thoughts of people who have those thoughts, and I'm sorry, I, I think that made sense. Do you think, excuse me, do we think, us, you and I? Correct, because this is our thing too. <laughs> Don't put it all do on we, me. <laughs> do we think it's difficult to talk about data? I think so. I think it's 100% do the years, difficult. Do the years matter? Well, no, I think I answered my question. Mm, they, they do, they do mean, matter. I just mean, as a, just like you said, as a first-year teacher, you're like, 
okay, I oh yeah, data, yay. And as opposed to now, a decade or decade yeah, and a half. Where you're into just it. kind of like, oh, okay, I get I think that to answer your question, I think your first year for many teachers, right? And I can own I went the alternative certification route too. So it's not like I had college courses where right. like I feel like right, like when you're an education major, there is a course where you're talking about what does it look like to have data different driven instruction for a whole semester. Um, I didn't get that, right? So when it was time for having these conversations, I just remember looking at all these numbers and being like, I pushed back a lot because I was like, my kids are more than a number. My kids are more than a number. Like, don't oh, yes, label, uh, yes, yes. Don't label yes, my yes. kids like this, right? Like, they're they're not these things, right? Like, they're more than this. And I was very passionate too. And I still am. Like, my kids are not a number, but I'm not a I, – I now view it in a different lens, right? Especially, right. It just comes with experience of like, right. yes, and <laughs> – However, I understand how, how like numbers work and how funding works and how all of these things work. I think that's what I meant. And you took it right out of my brain. Get out you of my dreams. Welcome. <laughs> Miss S, this episode and people listening, excuse me, are going to, this episode is going to be about possible ways to approach talking about data. Maybe, maybe not. And obviously, okay. obviously, which there's is a whole relevant. Bunch of, yes, yes. I think this is nice right now because we're also in a time where there's going to be a lot of like semester exams coming up where you might need to sit with your manager or sit with yourself. Because I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, I don't, I don't have these conversations with my manager. Right. You can have it with your content. You can have yep. it with your rating. You can have it by yourself and sit and dive through data yourself. I'm going to pause you. Ooh, don't do that to me. <laughs> Just kidding. We're gonna, we're going <laughs> to get there. I promise. Okay, okay. I will. That's politely telling me to shut up. Got it. But, <laughs> first point. Stop. Students are everyone's responsibility. Statement. Period. Ha- have you? Have you had to explicitly say that to a colleague? Ugh. Um. I wonder if, so I can answer that no, but I've always inter, I've always existed in a charter school world, right? Okay. And so I think that that makes it a little different in the sense that there's only one, usually, not always, but usually in a charter school world, there's usually one teacher per content. It's not like these massive public schools where you can right, have yes. six math teachers Bit, to where four, it's like, four or five, that's yes. not my, not my child, not my problem, right? Like yes. I've heard the saying, not my monkey, not my circus, right? Like I'm teaching my kids. <laughs> yes, I like that. And so I think that I haven't had to have that conversation because it, they have always been my kids or my grade team has always said like these are our kids because there's only ever one of us per content. Right, yes. So I can't really speak directly to that. I know what it looks like, right? But I've, I've never had to exist and like have a conversation with somebody of like, hey, I know that like, you don't directly teach them, but these are still our kids and these are still like their, their growth is our priority. Yes, and I, on the contrary, have had to be present for a conversation like that. I've never explicitly said that phrase of everyone, oh, excuse me, all the students are everyone's responsibility, but I've been present during a conversation where admin had to reiterate that or direct supervisor had to re- reiterate that to content and or grade level. And I think yeah. it really is something for teachers to kind of realize or to understand it is about at the end of the day whatever state you teach in i am sure there is an evaluative system a performance evaluation where data and or student performance is one of the factors in your evaluation 
That's it. That's all. Those are facts. And it's usually the heaviest. And I think that that obviously is very, very important. Ultimately, we want our students to be successful. And maybe Miss S, hypothetically, if we were in the same content, Miss S teaches something a little bit better than I teach. And I am more than happy, oh, Miss S, so-and-so and so-and-so are going to go to your class and send me so-and-so and I'll take so-and-so. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it makes 100%. <laughs> Thank you for that affirmation. I just don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, Miss S, next point in students are everyone's responsibility. Teachers need to be open and honest about performance. Does that make sense? I think that Question the key mark. there is honest. Data sometimes puts pressure on teachers to, to skew it, right? Like yep. when you know you have a big test coming up. And I've done it. I have done it almost every – like. Ooh, I'm not going to lie about it. Almost every year where I'm just like, oh, I have a massive district exam and I know I need to rank up in the top right. four. Uh-huh. I'm not going to give the test to my kids, obviously, beforehand. However, am I going to intentionally backwards plan the heck out of that to where maybe I'm using very similar questions open-ended style? Yeah, I probably am because I know – and it's almost like I've had conversations where I'm like, well, I know other people in my district are going to do it, so I might as well do it too, right? Like, so right, then you yes, become yes. dancing in this data – area where it's like, ooh, am I going to get honest data or am I really just trying to make sure that my data looks the best compared to everybody else? I think that that's a very important question for teachers to ask themselves. Do I want to look the best or do I really want to see a genuine reflection of what my student's ability and or mastery is? Correct. Because my, my, I mean, at the end of the day, you can, I've seen it. I see it. I see it every single year. I see it currently right now. I have seen teachers move and they are like top number one in the district every single district exam yep. come state exam they're somehow at the bottom and it's like hmm. it's a little bit of boop boop where yeah why? and i mean certain as like managers know right like oh at that school this is what they do right like and I'm that's not and that's ever that's charter that's because, public that's private that's everywhere that's everywhere though because data at the end of the day especially for assistant principals principals manager it is massive you're under a microscope for performance because it's your one job to make sure that those teachers are coached up to do what they need to in the classroom and so i understand what that looks like the pressures of data and maybe yes. not giving the most authentic i, I mean honestly 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 I'm just going to ask you the questions and then you're going to answer and that'll be the whole episode. Okay, that's honestly how I want this. Honestly, that's how I want this to go. Stop. Okay, last point in students are everyone's responsibility. Communication and self-advocacy are key to achieving <laughs> mastery. Question mark? What do you think? Yeah. Well, communication. Miss S, I need help with X. Mr... T, I need, I need help with so-and-so. And I think our episode on self-advocacy, teacher advocacy, really kind of shines a huge light on teachers need to be able to reflect and know when they need help. Question mark? And I think you have to know what kind of help you need, right? Ooh, because stop, stop. I, again, I manage a lot of first-year teachers, uh, just being in the position I am with the experience I have, right? And so... I'm very clear with them of like advocate for what you need, but know what you need. Because yes. at the end of the day, when we sit down in a meeting and you tell me I'm stressed out, I need help. 
I'm all for it. Like I will calendar out all of the time. However, I don't want to calendar time and we sit staring, twiddling our thumbs because we don't know what you need, right? Do you need help backwards planning from the semester exam? Do you need help for me to just sit down with you and literally look at like, hey, I'm reteaching this one specific skill. Does this look right? Um, and I think I remember my first year, I was like, I don't know what I don't know. And I don't know what I need, right? Like, and it's fine to say that. I I own that. I was at that all the time. I was like, yep, yep. Don't know what I need. Um, Cool. Great meeting. And so then <laughs> <laughs> it becomes a thing of like using your data to then guide what you need, right? So is it your EL population that is struggling? And I think it's, I, I find it <laughs> funny is because one, I was that teacher that didn't know what I needed or what I wanted. And two, it's just so real. That's just so real. And I know a lot, a lot of teachers have probably said that and or been, again, present when another teacher has said something in that way, shape, or form. And it's nothing to be ashamed of, honestly. Of course I, not. I was never a first-year teacher that was like, oh, I don't want to let – no, I'll g- grab the mic. Give me the mic, and I'm going to say it in this in this staff PD. I don't know what I don't know. Well, so what are we doing here today, right? Like, Wait, oh, I S. owned it. Are you, are you part of a podcast? Oh, yes, because you love to talk. Obviously, right? Give me a mic, and I'm here for it. But I know there's a lot of first-year teachers, especially now you're under the pressure, right? Like, there's a lot of benchmarks yeah, yes. that have happened to where you now kind of have at least some type of, of – of, number line of performance that they're expecting you to to right. make and or be better than right and so it's no longer the first couple of tests where they're like ah let's see how you're doing you've had enough so now you have the pressure for managers of like cool so i'm expecting x what 90 60 30 i'm expecting 80 50 whatever right and so i think that that is also something like you have to know how to advocate for what you need and that's where data comes in to guide that i love that you explain things in the vernacular so well that it's hashtag relatable content, and I don't even have to ask that. Honestly. <laughs> Ms. S, next point in possibly having a data conversation, a way that you could successfully have a data conversation is <laughs> prepare for disagreement. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ms. S, disagreement is essential to quality conversations about data. Is, For a second, I was I was getting yes, ready yes. to disagree with you, but I see where you're going with this. So thank you for giving me the think time without realizing you gave me that think time. You're welcome. I yeah, think sure. that disagreement, one, maybe, and I hate that I go one in this voice. Let me go to my regular speaking voice. I One, I think that, you know how you teach the, you, we teach our students to disagree properly. Yeah, there's sentence stems for it. We M- give them. Maybe, perhaps, possibly, we could also have that for professionals, maybe? I mean... Yeah, I think that <laughs> guided discourse is another way to call it. If you don't like... Some people get very defensive with the word yes. disagreement. Like, you're going to come yep. in and, like, phys- like you're you're attacking me as a person. Personal, so, yeah, it's a maybe, personal attack. Yeah, and it's not. But I also know several first... Right, like, it just depends yes. personality-wise. Like, for me, call it whatever you want. I don't care. Like, it's not a personal attack. I'm all about <laughs> it. Like, I want to talk. I want to I wanna understand what's going on. Everybody does not have this personality, and they should not, right? It's semi-abrasive. But yeah, correct. I also think Assertive, assertive. You can frame it however you want, right? A data conversation is guided discourse <laughs> where the teacher is talking about X, Y, and Z, and then the leader is reflecting on here's where I dropped the ball to coach you up. However, right, when I reflect on this, 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 here's where I feel like I'm seeing through the lens of maybe where you have dropped the ball. And I think if you start with accountability 
possibly, then it lightens the, what is the word? The, the, the chances, excuse me, it decreases the chances of someone taking, a professional, excuse me, taking something personally when we are talking about performance or we're talking about improvement or we're talking about data and what the thing and the misconceptions and what you, what you could work on and et cetera, et cetera. I think it really does where it's, you know what? I, I did, I dropped the ball when I did X, Y, Z. This is what I'm going to do next. What could, what could you, what could we do? What could we do together? Something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, and yes? I think it's important to frame that data is never adults sitting there saying what kids can't do. Right. I'm just going to name it. Right. Because I remember my first year, I would sit in conversation. I was like, well, they didn't do their homework. So how are they supposed to know anything? Right. And it's they like, don't, they don't ever do their work during class. Yeah, they don't, they I don't do anything. And especially hey, when I taught middle school for those three years, I understand what it's like to be like, they are hormones are flying out of their ears. They're not listening to me. <laughs> I get that. But remembering that Data is simply facts, right? Like when you said argue or like dis like disagreement, I again I might be saying something controversial, but I'm uh -oh. a strong believer in numbers don't lie. Like there is no lying in data. We can have a discourse over the next approach of how we're going to move numbers, absolutely. But you can't sit there and argue with me adapt like numbers. Like I I just I genuinely I do a pause. <laughs> I do. There's I no do. Need to argue <laughs> about the number or feel defensive, right? Like it is what it is. Ooh, I hate. No, you hate when I say. Yeah. This, I, I yes. So what is it? What is it, Miss S? Okay, so it's it's critical. Is what it looks like, right? And that's what it is. And I don't need to discourse that. We can discourse our approach, right? Like methodologies. Maybe yes. I want to do small groups and tutoring. Right? Like maybe we want to pair it up. But I think that it's important. I want to. I want to lift when it comes to like don't enter conversations to disagree about the numbers. Right. Yes. You can have first off no disagreement necessary. You can have guided discourse over the approach that we're going to do to move the needle. Right. But numbers just don't lie. Like they're just very matter of fact points. And last point in to prepare for disagreement, Misses, avoiding disagreement is detrimental to professional growth. When you oh, go yeah. out of your way to avoid. A, a, a tough conversation or a conversation about data where you get the, I don't know, you print the reports first and you see you didn't, as a teacher, perform where your goals were set at. That's okay. Have next steps for yourself. Reflect. Where, where was there a misconception? Where was there a discrepancy? If you bring all of that and you're about it to a data conversation and I'm talking about either with colleagues and or with admin, they'll just respect you that much more. They really won't be. And they may, they being admin might say, well, thank you, Mr. And Mrs. So-and-so, Miss So-and-so, you did this well. What if we tried this too? Oh, okay, great. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. I think that, um, I, I understand what it's like. I don't have that personality, right? But I know a lot of people <laughs> who are like, I don't ever want like anything they say. I'm they're yes people, right? Like people pleasing, yes. and I'm a people pleaser too. I am. I'm. I think people sometimes think that I'm not, but I am. Like I do live to. Like, I want the affirmation. I you're, need. You're that, positive. Right? You're positive. You are but just not. But at the not, same time, yes. I'm very vocal about my line is this. I will not do that. Like there is a line, but that's me, right? Like I know that there's some people who lead, like enter conversations and they're like, I'm just gonna say whatever they want me to do, and like I just want to exit, right? Like it's yes, a very yes. defensive thing of like. Oh, you want me to do Saturday schools every single Saturday till we go to test? Okay, great. I'll do it. And it's like, you should, but you don't have to do every, like there's other right. ways to meet the needs of students that I think 
when you are a yes person because you don't want that conflict. Or I remember being a first year teacher and I was like, ooh, I, I need a contract. I need a contract next year. Like I don't want them to think I'm not. Oh yes. To work, so it's a right? it's a it's a obligation. It's a begrudging. Yeah, You're like, doing it begrudgingly. To, yeah, be like, oh well, she doesn't want to do this. We're not gonna ask her back next year. But there's a line, right? Like uh, we've had episodes where it's like learning to say no and learning to advocate for what you need, and that yep. might not be what you need. And so. I think that it's crucial to know your boundaries and like lean into the framing of a conversation. Side note, we have established you are not a yes person. No, I mean, I'll say no all the time. I'll say no on this podcast. We already know that. <laughs> you tell me no. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and? and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Miss <laughs> Ass, next point. In having data conversations, uh, maybe professional, healthy, successful data yes. conversations. Yeah, respectful. <laughs> healthy data conversations create trust, not suspicion. Yeah, I Just- think 100%. <laughs> I've had both. I've had the opposite of those things too, right? What do you think of this statement? Teachers think data is used against them. Absolutely. They think it's a personal attack. They think that it's a, pers- to- <laughs> a personal attack even. It's. I've seen, and I remember... I used to think data was a gotcha moment. Like they're coming in to be like, gotcha. Like, look yep, what you yep. couldn't do. Well, see, I think, I think it really is just about the approach. It's about the execution. Just like you said, it's about the personality, different admin, different teachers. It really is just about knowing your staff. It's about knowing your colleagues, et cetera, at least on a professional level. And dare I say, they're human beings too. So you're going to have to know a little bit of their, of their personality, like you've been saying. And I think that sometimes... Even me, myself, and I was, I didn't avoid having to go to the meeting because, you know, they schedule the meeting, you know, you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just, <clears throat> I'm sick. Ooh, sorry. I mean, you got to go. And it's very, it's nerve wracking. It's stressful. It's okay. I know, just like I had explained before, I know my students didn't do or didn't meet goal, didn't meet some sort of goal that was Arbitrary set by number, yeah. whomever. And it, it's it's nerve-wracking. And I think sometimes teachers sit down and are just waiting to speak instead of listening. Yeah, I would push for those that are managers or that are moving into positions of managing teachers, first-year coach, whatever that looks like. You Data conversations are very important, but they don't mean anything if you have not developed any type of like Rapport. trust with that person. Yep. Like if I walk into a room, the people I manage know I'm not there to do a gotcha moment. I'm there to, to, to gather quick little qualitative data, send feedback forms, have conversations with them later, and then move on to where now when we're about to start scheduling these really big, hefty, deep dives into data, yep. there's, a, there's a level of trust, right? And I, I think it's also important to name for those who are considering and are already in positions or you're coaching first-year teachers, you like regardless of what the numbers say, yes there's always something good to start the meeting with when oh, yes, it comes of to course. data. And I think that sometimes, well, always, you should always start with that. Like there's always a glow that everybody needs to hear because I remember being a first year teacher and being like, even my glows are garbage. Like I don't even want to hear this, right? Like I hate <laughs> It's garbage this. on fire in a dumpster, you know, in a landfill. Yeah, Le- legit. and so I think that like, it all begins with like, the, like you said, they're humans. Like they aren't robots. They're not just pumping out numbers. Like they do have, they have feelings about the numbers that they're looking at just like you do. This one will be a quick point. Okay. <laughs> Literally respect your admin, respect the conversation. Just that's it. That's all. And yeah, what I, I just, what I mean, what I mean by that is if the, if the teacher, 
you know what? Wow, I think I'm reflecting right here on the spot. If the teacher has respect for the admin, they'll be able to respect the conversation. But if they don't, it might be a tough conversation. Question mark? Right. And I mean, I can own that my portfolio is sort of large and there are going to be some conversations I'm going to have, unfortunately, with my un my non-state tested subjects that are just as important, right? Like they are just as important. Of course, of course. Have value to kids. But have I been in their classrooms enough to like truly have some meaningful like, no, and it's going to, I'm going to name it, right? Like I'm, I'm a person where I enter conversations and I'm immediately like, I want to lift and I want to name. I haven't done, I have failed right. here, here, and here. Um, own it, yeah, own it. It's about respecting the conversation, the person behind the numbers are not just numbers, just like we say with our kids. And genuinely, honestly, that's you being about it. I mean, just you being, <laughs> I wish you, I wish. Yeah. They couldn't see my face, but yeah, I wish you could see your face. <laughs> And finally, in healthy data, healthy data conversations create trust is honesty. <laughs> I can't say that <laughs> word. Honesty and transparency is vital. They're just key. Shoot it to them straight. That's it. Respectfully and, and honestly. And I think the last point in successful data, having a successful data conversation, we've said this plenty of times. Take solutions-oriented approaches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like the, yeah. Yeah. I sure. I think, I think it's important to name, right? Like in your group chat, absolutely. Just be like, Oh, this is X, Y, Z. And I'm so excited. Vent. But when we come to a data conversation, I need solutions. Like I'm not the group chat. I am somebody here that like, I understand and I get it and I empathize. Yes. And what are we going to do to move these numbers? Cause we've is, got the time. Let's not waste it. Is there a positive approach to professionals who highlight, italicize, bold, just let's call it what it is, problems. Is, is, there a, is there a healthy, I don't know, spin on professionals who just, like oh, who just only, who only bring me dis- the negative? Yeah, who only bring problems, who only bring discrepancies. I mean, they're I, probably not on any team I want. <laughs> St- Stop. Well, sorry. <laughs> I, 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 maybe because uh, I'm a little bit more optimistic than you, I think that I would approach it in a, you know what? I love how observant and focused and laser pinpointed your eyes are. Let's work together on moving that lens and or laser, skewing it a little bit to see where a possible solution could lie in the discrepancy you just told me. God, I should be admin. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> My response would be similar, but not as nice. Oh, ooh. Being solutions-oriented does not mean that they are either quick fixes and you should never jump to conclusions. Question mark? No, yeah. You assume the best and you assume the best out of the person giving it. But I also think right. that it's... It's naive to think, especially when it comes to numbers, it's far from it's reality. overnight turnaround, right? Like, and if yes. it is, then it's not something that's going to move numbers. Cause there is stuff that like, you'll sit in these meetings and you're like, Oh, I'm going to do seating charts. Boom. Awesome. I love that. We can do that by tomorrow morning. It's not going to move numbers how we need. It's a low hanging fruit that is still right. valuable. But when thinking of how do I move the needles with data, long term, that's not going to be all of it. And it is one of those things where it takes weeks and I, we're going to have to like quiz every week, right? Like there's going to have to be all sorts of things to temperature check. 
And to just name what you're talking about, I think the next point, engage in reflective practice during date of conversations. It's literally, okay, say, I don't know, mastery, 25% mastery, goals 30. Where are we going to get that? Okay, we need to analyze data. We need to see this. Okay, well, in that class, I have students who are my high performers and they sit around and they sit around because they're bored. They're sitting yeah. around because they're bored. Then this is this is the conversation you're having in your head, teachers. You're just kind of like, okay, it happens consistently. What can I do or what can I provide to this student where their mind is always being activated? They're always doing work that I could give them some extra work, et cetera, et cetera. Re- engage in reflective practice when you're having a data conversation. Is that what do you think? Absolutely. I'm going to let you have this point. Look at you. And finally, Ms. S, taking solutions-oriented approaches. What about if teachers could experiment and investigate possible solutions? What if they approached it with a, you know what, Ms. S, I'm not sure right now, and I'm going to do my due diligence, and I will come back with a, sol- a possible solution by end of day tomorrow? Question mark. What, what would you think about that? That's fine. I think that my wonder is that I love your your wonder. Yeah, my wonder is what happens when it's end of day tomorrow and there is no solution and we wasted that day. Because I think that data deep dive conversations are a brainstorm opportunity too. Because I would want my person that I'm having it to lift like I don't actually know, right? Like I don't have an answer. Right. Ooh, that's where I think it's also the job of the person you're like your manager, your content lead, yes, whatever, yes. who've also done their work and their due diligence, like you said, to be like, so here's what I'm thinking, right? And like, bring so it then up. Put should it, on it the be table. done? It should be done beforehand. Then it's all done beforehand. You can't just show up. I mean, like, uh, uh, beforehand. I, what I mean by beforehand, I mean it should be done. The due diligence, the investigation, the experimenting should, should be, be done beforehand. before yeah. the data conversation, the data meeting. And you or, could be listening and being like, "I don't agree with that. My brain doesn't work that way." Yes, sure. I understand yes. that piece, but at the same time, like I said, pretty much all episode, the numbers don't lie. Like they are there in our faces, right? Like, and our class periods are there. Our da- our EL, our SPED, our five hundred four, like our, all yes. of these demographic markers. Special pops, there. special pops. And I'm not trying. Trying to be like, well, you're not like kids are just a number. Yes, and yes. No. Yes, and I know how the state views this, right? Like I know how government funding works, right? And so it's the idea of like, you have to play the system for the system to work for you. And I am not uh, an, an advocate for being like children are numbers. But at the same time, as a person in charge of a pretty large portfolio, we're naive to think that the state's going to give us a grace period. It, it, or some sort it. of like some sort of leeway, some sort of exception yeah, or exemption. You can't, when you're talking about really big deep dive, right? If you're doing egg, now there's a difference, right? Exit ticket sorts and data deep dives are completely different things. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Exit entry entry ticket, like, formative, yeah, assa- like any kind of formative assessment in class. But a data deep dive, I'm, for me, both of us better come prepared. Like I'm not, we're not going to waste uh, uh, No, for me too. No, for me too. For me too. We're both going to come prepared because I've had a meetings where I've done a bunch of work and then I sit there and I see that they didn't. And I've advocated to have a meeting again later because I'm not going to sit here and do everything when I needed a brainstorm. Partner. Honestly, say, I think this, obviously this is why we, we get along because I am exactly right. the same way. I did, I did my printouts. I did my analyzation. I did my, I know who's where, I know what they, how they performed last year. I know where they were, where they are this year. I know 
uh, special pops. I know some, some misconceptions that I probably did. I know all of those things before I get into the meeting and I bring either a folder and or a binder, or at least a one inch binder with data and uh, annotating and highlighting and color coding and tabbing with the post-its. God love post-its. And all of all that jazz. And when I'm the only one, oh. Right. And I think that it's important to name as a first-year teacher, you might not be very willing yes. to say and, to your exactly, manager, yes. let's have another meeting, right? Like, I get that. But I also think it's important, right, when you enter that space to maybe at the end, right? Like, if you're just, like, not comfortable with telling them anything, maybe at the end being like, hey, can I give some feedback really quickly? Right. And, like, it's feed forward, right? Like, it's the idea yes. that we're in it together. And like we all said, it, the children are all of our responsibilities, whether you're not, you are teaching in the classroom, you're in the front office, you're, we are all in charge of making sure that they are successful for whatever that looks like in their life. If only one person is doing a heavy lift, but yet I'm saying it's a team collaboration, it doesn't seem very team-like. And I think that that's important feed forward. I would want, if I showed up unprepared, I would want somebody to tell me, Hey, I really appreciate you making the time. And like, thank you so much for sitting with me. I'm just wondering if next time both of us could fill this out because I almost feel like I don't want to miss any gaps, right? Like you frame it in a way where you're not, if you're not like me, right? Abrasive and just coming in, <laughs> guns blazing. Assertive, a way to assertive. Hey, call it what you want, but I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it. Who are you? Honestly, a person with an Ivy League master's degree. So. <laughs> Get it together. We both have master's degrees. Ivy League is just the little quote unquote or, you know. Ivy League is just extra student debt. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you should be proud of that degree. It's it's yours. Sure. It was your journey. You did it. We did it. We did it. Miss S, just look, I'm going to, you said it all. In a nutshell, you said it all. This was literally, this was your day. This is your episode. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to bed to celebrate. <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> Analyzing data is inevitable. It is inevitable. I'll say it thrice times. And yes, I said that. Analyzing data is inevitable. Get used to it. Be comfortable with it. Be about it. It's going to happen. And if it hasn't, advocate for it to start. Ooh, I like that one. Miss S, data conversations could be difficult. Maybe not. I don't know. It depends on the teacher. Students are everyone's responsibility, Miss S. Yep. Prepare for disagreement whenever you have conversations, if there are more than one teachers in teaching the same grade level and content. Healthy data conversations create trust, at least, hopefully, ideally, not suspicion. (laughs) And finally, take a solutions-oriented approach. That can be applied in whatever aspect of education, or if you're a teacher, it can definitely be applied in any aspect. Miss S, I think I'm a little tired from this conversation. Uh, so you think I'm kidding? I'm going to sleep. <laughs> no, I believe you. Miss S, look, there were some things we said, some things maybe people disagree with. That's okay. Mm. I'm okay Love with it. that. Those listening could have just taken this. They could leave it. They could love it. Or you know what? They could absolutely hate it. Either way, they were listening. And that's what we care about. We will see you guys next time on See Me After Class. Bye, Bye everybody. Guys.